The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hi, Scott McClelland here with your FX Missions Leadership Moment. Thanks for jumping in with us and for being a part of the Leadership Moment experience. If you know of someone who has incredible leadership experience and you need to get them in touch with us to get them on the air, please let us know at info at fxmissions.com. Today, we're joined by Terry Hoggard, friend, recently met friend. Terry, thanks for being on the Leadership Moment. My joy, Scott. Thanks for inviting me in. Oh, absolutely. Well, we were introduced uh, by Ernie Peacock. I, I think Ernie must be a longtime friend of yours. Can you tell us a little more about that? He is indeed. We've met over several years. We happen to both share the same mission journey, though in different parts of the world. So we've interacted at conferences and gatherings. And then just recently, he's taken on a task of being a new church planter in Mexico. And uh, because of my background there, then he and I have connected again just recently in a more intimate way because of the commonly shared mission. Very cool. Well, I actually didn't know you did work in Mexico, but I know that of what I know about what you've done, you've done quite a bit of stuff in Europe. Can you give us just a sec about your experience in missions and, and what you've done? I can. My wife and I have been in missions full-time for uh, 32 years now, and it kind of began as as young church planters in Rome, Italy, to tell you the truth. And at that point, mm. we just had a desire. We were there learning language. It was 1986, and I was just aware of how the city was so impacted by this by by this whole global population. Just you saw people from everywhere on those city on those city streets, and God just began to really pound in my heart a bit about. Uh, providing a, a kind of a gathering, a global gathering where people could come and, though from many different nations, find find one common place of gathering. And so that's how it began in 1986 and stayed in Rome, planning there for 10, and then did Brussels. And, and then from Brussels, spent three years helping a church in Copenhagen, Denmark, and seven years helping a church in Sweden. I guess my great love has become church planning, but specifically, I'm really engaged and trying to develop strategic initiatives that promote networking connections. And I'm just really ah. all about that as much as I can be. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's quite a bit of experience there all over Europe there. I'm not a, a strong European geographic student, but I, I at least recognize some of the places you've been there. Most of my work's been in Latin America over the last 15 years or so. Thank you so much. One thing that always occurs to me when it comes to people from the United States going out in ministry and missions and church planning and these kinds of things is the fact that we, in a lot of ways, take our culture with us. There can be quite a confrontation when it comes to the way different leadership 
is expressed in different cultures. I would imagine you've uh, encountered a number of things. You may have a number of memories when it comes to what culture and leadership had to do with your journey. And maybe can you think of a time where you realized that your perspective of leadership from a United States culture was impacted, threatened, challenged, or changed in some way by the culture you were working in? You know, I can really speak to the change thing. I actually sort of came into my own sense of faith in 1970. And at that time, I was I felt like many youth of my day disenfranchised from the church. I think what we wanted for, although we didn't have the language for it then, I think what we were looking for is the chance not just to come in, sit down, learn how to behave. Here's the way we do things here. But somehow be involved in something that I I got language for later, but a co-created culture. Can I come and make my contribution? And can we kind of co-create culture together in this moment? It's it's us. It's not you. It's not me. It's us together creating culture, creating the way we engage, the way we involve ourselves. And I think because of what we saw, I, I referenced it earlier. I, I was immediately joined when I began this 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 outreach, this international outreach with with folks probably from the beginning, 10 or 12 different nations. And what we all understood is that God has brought us all on a pretty big journey to meet each other in an entirely different context. And surely it was quite obvious that nothing that we had with us was going to fall on the table and be entirely embraced by anybody. We understood mm-hmm. that everything everyone's going to give up their first choice. All of us are going to find something that we collaboratively can create that gives us great joy because it's ours and it's now and it's ever evolving. And I think that that created a big change for me. So I didn't see myself anymore as having expertise in my field. I saw myself more as joining people with whom we had commonly shared values and interests. And I really believe that we could co-create something together. So it lowered the insistence on things going my way or your way and created a great openness to our way and I guess more than that, his way being fulfilled. Absolutely. Well, that I think you've just defined collaboration for us, cross-cultural collaboration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is very cool. Very cool. Well, and to have 10 or 12 nations working with you at the outset, that was that had to be an education. Yeah, now what I wanted to say to you was it was just the the sheer fact that we saw something we wanted to engage in, and I recognize I I'm beyond my depth from the very first step. I don't have any proficiencies <laughs> I can lean on, and I guess it made me desperate to discover what do we need to do for all of us to feel as this this is meaningful. And really, from the first day, and if you go back and I could call up guys who are with me on that journey, they would all say the same. The the f- folks from Africa, the folks from Asia, the folks, even some of the Europeans who are in cross-cultural marriages, they, you know, we just all found out this is that we've co-created something that's life-giving for us. And it was just, it was a joy to be a part of and, and honestly thrilling every step of the journey. Fascinating. Very, very powerful. I, I I must say that that I didn't anticipate that as your answer, though I didn't have one mapped out. That was that was enlightening, I guess is the way to say it. I know a lot of times these days, especially as I, as we're working in missions and 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 getting started, one of the kind of our main initiatives is to motivate and inspire people who live in Latin America to get into the, you know, to get into the foreign field, to get into uh, missional expression. And working with people in Latin America has been a real education to me. And, 
you know, depending on where you are in Latin America, the culture and, and mannerisms and practices also vary. But it almost always is an opportunity to grow, especially if you can get to a perspective where you can see something from someone else's point of view or try to experience it as closely as you can to what, you know, is real to that other person. So that must have been fantastic. Well, I think what happened to us too, Scott, was that because we all understood, I, I'm literally, I'm learning everything every Sunday. So, you know, when the, when the Filipinos say part of our culture is this little tambourine thing we do, it's like, they call it tambourine dance, but it's just really like a performance and they're so elegant and they, they do their tambourine set to music. And I think that's beautiful. I've never seen anything like that. We don't do that back where I'm from, but but I got it. This is something that's very precious to them. And Latin Americans and, and Africans, they all had their own thing, but none of them felt like this is now how we're all going to do it. We all understood that this is our expression. And and I value yours as much as you value mine. And it was just fun. I, I saw more things and learned more things. And it was constant. And it was just because the co- the covenant between us was so strong, we kind of got it. I'm doing this mainly just to, to glorify God, but I want to share what is known to me with you. And we all thought, isn't that fantastic? Wow, absolutely. Very, very cool. Well, I think what you're saying there is in cross-cultural initiatives or, or, or cross-cultural cooperation is is key or in those kinds of things cooperating with each other with an eye and an ear and a heart to learn and and not only to contribute but to receive contribution that that was the way you guys did it and it and it paid off it sounds like yeah and i and i think it happened because i i really was young and because i didn't have a lot of baggage to bring with me. I mean, I, I just, I, I finished seminary. I spent some uh, eight years inside the American church system, one as a lead guy and one and four years as serving another, another leader. So when I came, I just wanted to, to engage in something that was life-giving. And I'll tell you something else. I think that we learned together, and this is really, I guess, maybe a big piece down deep inside of me. And that is we sort of learned together that we're all God's sons and daughters. And he doesn't know us by by our ethnicity. He knows us by our name. I, I, I did see ethnicity, of course. I understand between who I am and who you are. But I understood that in the big reality that we're all God's sons and daughters created in his image. So he, he doesn't measure us up by our ethnicity. God knows us by name, not our ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And that became, yes. and I learned to pronounce names and I, I asked for forgiveness in advance because I said, guys, <laughs> my tongue isn't made for this, but I'm giving it a shot. And that kind of honor to recognize you, you know, Felix from Nigeria, you son, are a son of God. You're made in his image. And I, I know you by name. I know you're from Nigeria, but I, I know you as Felix, God's mm. son, and I'm honored to know you. Powerful. Powerful. Yes, I, I have the same experience when it comes to pronouncing <laughs> pronouncing words and names that, uh, that are foreign, if you will, to my tongue. But yeah, I, I think that honors God and, and the individual as we, uh, as we take that approach. Very, very encouraging and good insight. Terry, really appreciate you joining us here on the, on the Leadership Moment. I'd like to get you back and get you over on the other podcast from the forefront so that we could maybe have a longer conversation and, and talk about a summary of your experience, some things that you've observed in the overall missions world. We'll have a little bit 
bigger time context to work with. That's typically a 40 minute one. But if you'd have time in the next couple of weeks to catch up on that, I really would. I, I think that'd be valuable as well. I love what you do, Scott. I'd be honored to join you up anytime, anywhere. Awesome. Well, thank you much. Now, Terry, if somebody wanted to reach out or find out more about what it is that you do, website, what, what, where would you send them if they want to find out a little more about Terry Hoggard? Here's the two places. Of course, it's always www.feic, F as in uh-huh. Frank, E-I-C as in California, dot org. And that's the European church network that we started. And then equally, same www dot, then G as in, as in George, G-I-C-N, N as in network, dot org. So F-E-I-C dot org or G-I-C-N dot org. Those are our big landing places. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm sure folks will check that out. And we really appreciate you and your heart to serve and contribute to Christ's body and to the world. Blessings to you, Terry. We'll catch up shortly downrange. Thank you so much, Scott. It's been an honor. God bless you as well. Same here. Thank you. This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters.